Hello there, weary traveler. Welcome to the inn. Sit, sit, rest your feet. Why, it's a long journey on the road to Tarvalon. Have a cup of tea, or maybe a frothy ale. The light, why, you're just in time for the entertainment. Here are your hosts, Tracy and Amber. Hello and welcome back. I am here with my good friend Tracy. I am here with my very dear friend Amber. <laughs> and this is the Rosa Tarvalin, a Wheel of Time podcast. Today, more of the Dragon Reborn. Hope you're ready. Yeah. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> and today is going to be like lots of breakfast food stuff and chat, it looks like. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Snakes and Foxes has brought the pancakes and the rock. Yep. And the muscle. And the muscle. Yeah. Oh, speaking of um, yeah. muscle. No. <laughs> I have none. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to pivot. How about that? <laughs> that sounds great. Before we begin, we are going to be picking a date for our 100th episode celebration. So make sure if you're on our Discord to keep an eye out. Mm -hmm. I will probably just make a new channel for that Mm -hmm. just to get people's ideas and stuff because we want to do it on a weekend and it'll probably be in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time at Mm -hmm. some time. Yeah, I'm excited. I cannot believe. We are so close to 100 episodes. I know. I know. And I keep thinking about where we were at last year at this time. Right? Because we were awaiting the trailer. So like every week was like a new, you think it's going to be today? You think it's going to be this Wednesday? Yeah. Like, ugh, the good old days. The glory days, the glory years. Before Matt got left behind in Tarvalin and, <laughs> you know, just, there's, yeah. plen- there's plenty to be excited for. There feel, is, so. there is. I'm not, I'm, I am really excited because I think with like the second season, they're going to get so much more of an opportunity to do the things that they didn't have time or resources for for the first season like they were recording when the the pandemic hit there was a lot of stuff that went wrong for them and i still think it's a fairly decent first season there are just some things that i cannot resist being like what <laughs> i just want to get back to some characters you know like yes. i need i mean i need to know what's going on with effortlessly cool tom Right? I need to see new Matt. Mm-hmm. I need to see our Andor posse. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. So even if there are things that I hate, I'm sure there will be things that I also love. Yeah. I'm. I'm really excited. I think it's... I think it has a good start foundation. And that's the most that I can ask for with the first season, you know? Right. 
my gosh, that is a giant burger. That's a whole cow on there. <laughs> the text just says GI on it. Uh, gastrointestinal trauma. Oh, that would be yes. And for everyone listening, if you are not joining in on live recordings, this is what you are missing. (laughs) Truth. And I mean, this is for patrons. It's for all of our patrons from like the very bottom tier at a dollar to our $25 tier. Everybody gets to jump in for live chat when we record. So down at the stinky hayloft. Down at the stinky hayloft. That's where everybody is having a good time. I, I like to think of it as. You know, in Titanic, everyone on the <laughs> upper decks are stuffy. You want to be down in the stinky hayloft where Snakes and Foxes is doing a jig on a table. And do Snakes and Foxes do jigs? A slither? I don't know what that a dance slither. move could be. They do, um, <laughs> yes, they're belly dancers without a belly. <laughs> it's the worm. He's doing the worm. <laughs> In the stinky I, hayloft. I was made for this. <laughs> uh, so fun. Okay. So. so <laughs> I'm losing my train of thought now. 100th episode. Mm-hmm. Be on the lookout for information on that on our Discord. Social media, Instagram, Twitter, all those places. And mm-hmm. we're going to be doing a bunch of giveaways. So. Yes. I'm going to be looking through stuff to like decide what some of them are going to be today. Um, Ooh, so I we'll know. probably by next week we'll have a list yeah, of. Like a list of our goodies. Yeah. I'm yeah. looking forward to it. Oh, and to anybody who doesn't know, because we always forget to say this and it's in our, our ad and I don't blame you guys if you fast forward through it. That's fine. I do that all the time. But we have put free shipping on our shop for anybody who may not have seen that. Um, it's at, well, the link is in our show notes, but we do have free shipping in our shop right now and we're working on getting stuff done for like the eu and uk i think to get Mm -hmm. free shipping and things for them uh for like our our friends who are not in the u.s like me so i can order things yeah yeah you need your own (laughs) gear and i mean the shop is for our wheel of time stuff it's also for our book club and for our media company and the stuff that you've been making for Cozy Contorta is just like filling my heart with so much joy. I love it. Oh, and those new notebooks you made for the Wheel of Time section. That's Ooh. pretty awesome. Yeah, the notebooks are They're legit. They're pretty. They are really pretty. I'm probably going to put those up on Instagram today because they are just I want that so Shale Ghoul. Yeah. I want the Camelin Gardens one. I think I that one is so pretty. Yeah. It's covered I in had roses. I had for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. The horn. The horn, the the horn, the quote, the quote. Yeah, we have the horn for the quote. (laughs) And that's the full quote. We're done. Move on. Just kidding. (laughs) Okay. (sighs) I blew the horn of Valier. Softly he whistled a bit of a tune, then cut it short when words came to him. I'm down at the bottom of a well. It's night and the rain is coming down. The sides are falling in, and there's no rope to climb. I'm down at the bottom of a well. 
There'd better be a bloody rope to climb, he whispered. Matt, chapter 19, The Dragon Reborn. Yes! Uh, back. This, is, this is what I've been waiting for. I have been waiting. I think everybody knows I have been waiting for these chapters. Like, <sighs> just so happy. Happy to have Matt back. Um, and I'm doing summaries this week. So you want Let's, me to start off? Yeah. All right, yeah. cool. So we have chapter 16 is Hunters 3. Nynaeve and Aguin head to Nynaeve's room in the Acceptance Quarter. This is like right after they've had their encounter with the Gray Man and Sherium and everything. And when they arrive at her room, they find that Elaine is there and they had wanted her to be there. But so are Galad and Gowan and they are company that Aguin and Nynaeve could live without. So Galad attempts to use his mind numbing. Well... Hmm, what? I, I mean, I don't think that they are company that Egwene could live without. Good point. I can, I can, I can hear the kissy noises that Nynaeve wants to make in this situation. Right? <laughs> Sorry. Gallad and Egwene sitting in the tree. <laughs> Ew. Right. Okay. okay. I, that's why I didn't go any further with that. I was like, "That's far no, enough. No, just oh. <laughs> these children. Someone come right. get these children." Right. Um. But Gala tries to like use his like stupefying good looks, apparently, and charm on Nynaeve, and she's like, "No," and growls him out the door. There's some girlish banter floating around and then Nynaeve reminds them that there are more important things to talk about than boys. Thank you, Nynaeve. We all needed that. Nynaeve shocks Aguin by sharing what the Amerlin specifically told them not to by including Elaine in their like black Aja hunting mm -hmm. and then shocks Aguin and Elaine by saying she believes the Amerlin may let Matt die. So Nynaeve like picks up her pouch, her herb pouch, and she's like, I'm going to try it myself. And just as they're about to walk out the door, it bangs open. And Aes Sedai is standing in the entryway to Nynaeve's room. Doesn't tell we, you who the Aes Sedai is. That's the next chapter, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where it ends. How'd I do? So, that was pretty short, right? Oh, I, I'm, I'm impressed. Thank I'm you. Impressed. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> First thing that. about this <laughs> chapter that I think is, I don't know, humorous, exciting, interesting, is Nynaeve just bullying Galad and Galad, Galad and Galad, mm -hmm. <laughs> Galad and Gawain, <laughs> and like scaring them out of the quarters because technically they're allowed to be in there, but she, I guess, kind of like tricks them into thinking that they need mm -hmm. permission to be there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. But the where she's like counting from mm -hmm. like one, two, three is such a mom move. Like I'm right? gonna count to the I'm gonna count to three and if you're still here, <laughs> I will turn this car around and <laughs> Don't uh, make me come back there. Don't make me tug this brain, child. Right. Well and what I thought was kind of interesting about that moment, because I had I had that one kind of sitting in my head, too. One, because it's funny, but also, doesn't Nynaeve, like, flat-out lie in that moment by saying that boys aren't allowed in the acceptance quarter? quarters? Well, she, she, do, she does her best, like, new Aes Sedai 
mm-hmm. move. She doesn't flat out say. She doesn't? I don't think she flat out says it. I think she convinces them, though, that, like, if she's going to go get the master of arms for mm-hmm. Tarvalin or whoever, and she's going to tell on them and they're going to get paddled is <laughs> what she mm-hmm. tells them for being in there. So yeah. I would have to reread it to see the actual wording, but I'm not sure if she specifically says men aren't allowed in here. If okay, she did, what she, what she says it. is, I doubt you asked permission to enter the acceptance quarters. And then she says, I thought not. You will be out. You'll be out of my room, out of my sight before I count to three, or I'll write a note to the master of arms about this. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, it is a little, it is a little Aes Sedai sidestep, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because she could say that with it still being true, but not being true that they can't be there without permission. Correct. Okay. Because I was like, didn't you just say that you were going to try to behave as much as you can like an Aes Sedai? And then it was here and I was like wait did you just lie but I think she just like actually pulled out a really ice that I move with this instead yeah okay cool Mm -hmm. I like that and I love how as all of this is happening Elaine is like clapping in glee like well done Naini bravo (laughs) well done you got him good (laughs) so cute Elaine delights me more each time I read her you know, like, I don't, I don't know why when I was young, I didn't really, like, click with Elaine. But now as I'm older, like, her humor, her seriousness that drops into giggles is just, like, it's so charming to me. I really like Elaine. I just want, I want, I want Elaine as a friend. I really mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't, well, spoilers, so... Not gonna get into it, but yeah, yeah, she I'm would writing, be so I'm much fun. My spoilers too. So much fun. Yes, I think so. I mean, she would be the kind of girl that's like, let's go. Oh, excuse me. Let's go sneak off and do something stupid, and she'd be like, yeah. <laughs> she would let's be like, do hey, that. do you want to go do graffiti on that sign? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. Like, Break Elaine, into abandoned you- buildings. <laughs> Yes. You know. Oh, she would be into that. Totally. 100%. What is that called? These like urban explorers mm-hmm. that go into mm-hmm. these abandoned buildings. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I love it. Um, I need to write this down real quick. Go for it. Scribble away. I am. Because I was, I was thinking about a few of these things last night, and then I forgot to write them down. I have them marked, so it should be fine. Okay, cool. Before we move from Elaine, yeah, yeah, I yeah. did really enjoy how she brings up one of the historic queens of Andor. Yes. And how the queens need to be seen as braver than anyone. Mm-hmm. So if she is anything less than that, it's pretty much like she's a failure. So now we're kind of getting this... We're getting to see how Egwene, or Elaine feels she needs to be, how she has to see herself. Mm-hmm. And that is quite a story to live up to because she's talking about this queen, the queens of Andor needing to ride out for the charge in a mm-hmm. war, no matter you know if it's the queen or not, and she could be murdered, she has to be the bravest one. Mm-hmm. And that's just how she has to be seen. And I think this is 
so on point for Elaine's character. I don't mm-hmm. feel like this ever gets sidestepped throughout the series. I think she remains true to this idea towards the end, like to the end. Almost Love suicidally it. so. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know she's frustrated lots of people with her bravery you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) but I love her for it and I mean this is this moment again is like a really good example of her being like I need to be this thing and then in the book it says suddenly her somber mood vanished in a giggle besides do you think I would pass up an adventure so I could scrub pots like Mm -hmm. that's right like that that trumps everything adventure scrubbing pots I know which one I would pick Scrubbing pots. No, just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, though. I get tired sometimes. I'm like, "Mm, adventure. Mm, Nap. (laughs) Yes, yeah. As long as there were naps and comfy places to read on my adventure, I think it would be much more my speed. Idyllic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that that's the kind of adventure that these young women will have, though. I mean, that is kind of a scary prospect, though, isn't it? Like. Well, it's I I kind of don't remember in the books how young these women are written. Like Aguin is still what 16, 17 ish years old. Elaine's roughly the same and Nynaeve's just a bit older. So I think I would thinking, put Nynaeve at like 24 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I and see really in my head they should all be roughly that age. Like for the emotional toil that's being put on them with a serious lack of resources is almost cruel because like okay so if we're done talking about elaine's uh bravery as a queen i don't want to move past that go for it okay um because nynaeve brings elaine into their black aja hunt and she has really good reasons for doing it like i actually really appreciated the way that she reasons it out um and she even says uh, she doesn't she doesn't know if she can even trust the amarillan seat like i think she says i'm like i don't know if i can trust them mm-hmm. we need someone yeah. with us who they do not know about and if she isn't known to the amarillan either so much the better i am not sure we can trust the amarillan much further than the black aja well i i get it i mean yeah I totally get it. And at the same time, if Nynaeve and Egwene went missing, were killed off by the Black Aja, Mm -hmm. that would be it. The White Mm -hmm. Tower would never take responsibility for it. They would just be gone. They would say, Mm -hmm. they would make up some convoluted thing, I don't know, and somehow snake their way out of it because we've seen it time and time again in the history of things happening just in, in the last the last couple chapters where she was like we covered up the like the murder of three sisters how do mm-hmm. you do that how do you do that so right. of course it's going to be really easy for them to be like well tried that yeah our strongest if- our strongest potential channelers we threw at the black aja right and two there's also the added bonus of Elaine being who she is and having the connections that she has where she might be able to back 
herself up. You know what I mean? If it was just mm-hmm. some other random novice or accepted, mm-hmm. they could just write it off as this person. I don't know. I'm sure they could figure out a way to discredit this person. But if it's the daughter heir, like, yeah. it, it holds a little bit more weight, I feel like. so. Yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't really thought about that. I do think that Nynaeve is smart in bringing in somebody that isn't known to the Omerlin seat and potentially anyone else for that matter. Um, we've seen, like, especially in New Spring, we find out how often I was Black just going to say that. Right? <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> like, the Black Aja sits in places like Mistress of the Novices and uh, Keeper of the Chronicles. So no one is closer to the Omerlin, the Keeper of the Chronicles, usually. And no one oversees the young initiates the way that the Mistress of Novices does. So it's really smart, even with Nynaeve not knowing this, to kind of be like, this could be really bad, and we need to make sure that we have just at least one person that no one except us knows about. And mm-hmm. who better than Elaine, who's already been like, in the shit with them you know yeah she's already like combat hardened (laughs) right like i just i just think of her at the end of uh the great hunt when they uh go after the domine and soldom Mm -hmm. uh, pair and like when the domine punches the soldom in the face and elaine's like good for you like yeah get him (laughs) i mean seriously if we didn't have her those chapters would be really dull so I just, I love her, her fighting spirit, her determination, and her giggliness. I relate. I relate. Yeah. I do. I don't, okay. If I, Tracy, let me know if I'm stepping too much into spoiler territory. Is it mm. spoiler territory to talk about New Spring since it's a prequel? You know, I usually just am like, New Spring is a prequel. We've covered it in our podcast. I feel like it's safe for us to talk about. Okay. I didn't mention any names for like when I was talking about like the Omerlin or the... Well, I'm about to, so... Okay, cool, 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 cool. (laughs) I want to know what you're going to (laughs) say. Well, I truly believe that this whole Swan Sanjay finding women who are not full Aes Sedai yet to Mm -hmm. be her hunters, I guess, for Mm -hmm. the Black Aja is really smart. And it's basically employing the exact same tactic that Tamara Mm -hmm. Ospenya put on Moraine and Swan. Mm -hmm. So... If that was maybe just a lesson that Swan had learned from the past where Mm -hmm. she's like, well, no one's going to suspect these young women. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're not Aes Sedai. They're not, they're not important, really. So Mm -hmm. they can kind of go incognito and yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that it's a, it's a bad move. It just feels potentially damaging. To, oh yeah, totally. Like, <laughs> everyone involved. I mean, <laughs> Elaine's response to it is really fun because she's like, "Why that's like being told to go up in the hills and find lions. Only you not know whether there are any lions, but if there are, they may be hunting you, and they may mm-hmm. be disguised as bushes." <laughs> <laughs> 
well said right well said. like she's she's like moderately outraged for the situation and i feel that it's it's like appropriate in a way like they just got in trouble for running away and being unprotected out in the world and now swan sanche is like go fight lions disguised as bushes mm-hmm. yeah yeah so and i love that it still doesn't deter her she's like nope still doing it i'm in all in yep and then we have like Nynaeve being really suspicious of swan like further to the point where she's like i don't even think they're gonna heal matt like i think they're gonna let him die yeah it kind of i mean it ends it ends like on a dun 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 note you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but at the same time i never really had that fear i guess (laughs) no neither did i Mm -hmm. like i know it's like put in there but i was like that's just that's not gonna happen i mean he's Tavir in one like something would happen that would pull the people who needed to be in his path to him so that he wouldn't die so i just mm-hmm. never really thought like matt's gonna die here i was just always like get to healing matt i want to know what happens next <laughs> well on that note should we continue yeah, forward yeah yeah absolutely uh, we don't really sister. Yeah, we don't find out who enters uh, Nynaeve's room. That's where they are. I had to think for a second there. Until you see her slippers. Yeah. (laughs) Tracy. Uh, What? You bought me a pair of red slippers. Is this a sign? I did. Was this intentional? (laughs) No, I just thought they would look really nice with the robe that I got you. I love it. Continues. Uh, maybe I'm going to send you a cream red slashed robe next so that you can like pull more with of the silk ensemble. even. With silk, with silk. I love this about Elida. I love this. Like she's always referred to as like handsome and not beautiful, but she's always dressed like mm-hmm. to the nines. And I just. Or oh, really I can't gaudy. wait. Can't wait. Okay. Yes. Ugh. I that is my only sadness with some of the costumes for the Aes Sedai is I love the variety of the gowns like I I love slashed silk and sleeves and things that cling in all the right places like I love that about what the Aes Sedai wear so kind of missed that in the show a little bit I think that the costumes were really creative and they were really good, but I missed I missed seeing things like this. I would have loved to have seen who's the actress that plays Landrin? Kate Fleetwood. Yes. I would have loved to have seen her in this dress. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. She yes. Yes. Stunning. Just All stunning. of my some so many of my favorite outfits have been when they're not like to the T, like mm-hmm. dressed fully in their Aes Sedai garments. Mm-hmm. Like when we had Swan and Moraine on their mm-hmm. trip to Tyr, where they're in their pajamas. Like that mm-hmm. was so pretty and nice. It's just mm-hmm. different, I guess. But I feel like it allows them to be fully who they are. So mm-hmm. when you see someone before they're going to bed or when they're just waking up and they're not they don't have the mask on, I feel mm-hmm. like. You know, mm-hmm. you kind of, like, it cuts to who, the heart of the character. Yeah. So 
in this moment when the red sister arrives in chapter 17 and we get this description you see her for who she is and i feel yeah. like yeah i love it and then she's like at one point she says something and uh her voice is described as being cold and something like silk wrapped around steel which even more kind of wraps her wardrobe into who she is and I, again, I don't, how does Robert Jordan know how to write clothing so well? I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Um, so Elida has arrived. Fucking Elida. But mm -hmm. I'm so glad she's here. Not going to lie. Love to hate her. She demeans, prods, and attempts to throw them all off balance in pursuit of her answers. The three young women reveal very little and are saved from the interrogation when Shiriam shows up. Again, she's surprised to see a light up, but she shoes her away, gathers Nynaeve, Aguin, and Elaine, and they go off to watch Matt being healed. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, ba, da, da. So he is going to be healed. Oh, Aguin. I love, too, <laughs> how she takes her sweet time talking to everyone and kind mm -hmm. of like chit-chatting and then like, oh, by the way, you're late. <laughs> it's like, she would do that. Right? Totally. She would. Um, the part where, like, Elida comes in, and we get, like, her, her, uh, outfit and everything, and then she takes her time sitting down and arranging her skirts, and then she's just like, uh, have you heard the Black Ages hanging out in the tower? <laughs> right? Shocking. Shocking. Right? Like, just this very, like, flat, almost nonchalant, oh, hey, by the way. I like how pained she is when she says, I think Leandrin and her companions, mm -hmm. <laughs> like, I can hear it in my head. Mm -hmm. She can't this bring is... herself to say, can't say it. It's got, you know, it's got to be hard. I mean, as much as it seems really foolish for the White Tower to be like, of course there aren't any black friends, or black friends, dark friends among us, like... <laughs> We don't have a black Aja. Like, it's not. That's foolish. Dark friends Absolutely. are everywhere and they know it. So the fact that, like, they're all so disgusted and shocked just seems. I don't know. Naive. Also. Really naive. So there's that that she's dealing with. But she's also dealing with utter contempt for Elaine right now <gasps> because Elaine yes. is, like, just destroyed her life like mm -hmm. for Lida, elaine woke up and chose violence <laughs> like, her whole world <laughs> is turned upside down now because this girl mm -hmm. just ruined her relationship with the queen of andor and i love it <laughs> i love well, it and i this just like hit me because i kind of forgot about this but she has had that foretelling that what is uh, it the uh, yeah with rand yeah and yeah. it has to do with the the line of andor and now she's been like kicked to the side because morgase is pissed and now like all of these things that she's been planning on doing for such a long time is like in a trash she heap yeah exactly i'd be pretty pissed off too and too, she, she, I mean, this is, I think, why she's there. She wants answers and she mm -hmm. wants to know what's going on 
but she's not getting it. (laughs) Yeah, they do a really good job of like kind of just standing their ground on certain things. And the part where uh, Elida says, if I do not strip off her hide and sell it to a glove maker when she's talking about Elaine. And Snakes and foxes, did you hear that? Hides, skins, gloves. <laughs> this chapter was made for you. <laughs> oh, God, I hadn't even thought about that. That's perfect. Yes. Um, but, I mean, seriously, New Spring Elida would absolutely do that. Oh, like, yeah. I, f- I feel like this isn't necessarily just her saying something to get a reaction. I'm like, no, I, I, think, I think Elida might do that. I think she might. She's scary. <laughs> oh, it totally is scary. Oh, I don't know. I, I I loved it though. I thought it was great. I thought it was really fun that she's being we're getting so much from Elida in this one little chapter. And I feel like mm-hmm. from this point on, even a new reader should know what to expect from Elida. hmm I mean, she embraces the power around them. Like, she's getting ready to use the power in some way to make Elaine behave. And that just feels all kinds of wrong. Yeah. What I liked is Egwene's response to this, where, like, she's so upset about it. She's, like, digging her fingernails into her paws. And her paws? Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Palms. Elaine is a <laughs> Elaine is actually the name of Tracy's Pomeranian. <laughs> Come here, who's a good girl? Are you a good girl? Who's a good low par? Me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Um, but this is a spot where she like recognizes how much stronger the three of them are than Elida. Like, even one-on-one, any of them would be able to go toe-to-toe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, just based on the level that they would be able to channel at. And she absolutely says, like, of course, Elida's trained and we are not, and so she knows things that we don't. But just to recognize the sheer level of power that these three young women have that they will be able to learn how to use in a multitude of ways. You know, like I liked, I kind of liked that. I like seeing them as being strong. Yeah, definitely. And it, I mean, it's a good kind of like back at you for Elida to kind of like strut in there trying to show them, you know, like who she is and be dominating the room but then for the reader to be like well i mean she's still not stronger than them so mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i mean isn't elida like one of the strongest sisters in the tower too she's one of them yeah because she's yeah. on a similar uh strength as moraine or swan sanche i think yeah i think that's right strongest so i mean <laughs> I have to kind of wonder if she also, like, bears a bit of jealousy towards Nynaeve, Elaine, and Egwene. Like, she she had that weird thing against Moraine and Swan, who, like, became the rock stars 
after she had been the rock star. And mm-hmm. now there are three women that are much younger than her, but who can like eclipse her in yes. what they can channel. And one of them is Elaine, which you could almost, she could almost spin in her favor, right? Like, yeah. She, she could almost act as though like Elaine was her ward. Like, I've trained her, I've helped her, you know, like we have a strong connection. And, you know, Elaine's just throwing it out the window because, uh, unfortunately for Elida, she's. She's had all of her ties cut to Andor, so mm-hmm. even this trump card of Elaine being someone she can kind of associate with, because mm-hmm. I feel like Elida's a little bit of a, what's the word I'm looking for? <laughs> there, are, there are many. <laughs> there are many, yes. Elida descriptors. <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but when someone like... Someone who likes to befriend influential people just for, like, the the limelight, kind of. Because mm-hmm. it makes her feel powerful. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. And I kind of get that feeling with Elida, especially with her trying to kind of befriend Moraine. Getting turned down and her, like, thirst for connection to... Power. Andor and the Queen, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I think I think she's a bit. I think she's a bit power hungry. Yeah, and not that that's necessarily a bad thing. I don't want that to come across as like being a negative. I just think that her approach to it comes across as like shitty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For lack of a better word, like yeah because i I'm thinking like if I were in a lighter situation and all of this stuff had happened, what would my approach have been like in regards to Elaine? And yeah, I would have been angry, but i th- I think and I mean if I don't think that Elida is compassionate, I think she's much more uh what is it spare the rod, spoil the child kind of person. I mean, she showed that when she was trying to help Swan and Moraine get ready to become Aes Sedai. So I just don't know if she has it in her to approach either Elaine or Morghese in a way that would have them open to bringing her back into a place as a confidential advisor. Right, right. I don't think that there would be any... She's not a humble person, you know? (laughs) That is not a descriptor for Elida. It's not... (laughs) It's not going to go down that way. And I could see, too, like, if Elida would want to repair that somehow, Mm -hmm. I think she probably could, considering her history with more Mm -hmm. gays, but Mm -hmm. I don't think she's willing to. I think she feels as though it is that she should be there. Like, it's something that should belong to her. Mm-hmm. And not something that she should have to grovel for. Yeah. And I mean, she's been, she's been with Morghese for a really long time. Like, hasn't yeah. she been with Morghese since before she, like, Morghese became queen? Mm, I'm not sure exactly. 
Yeah. Have to look that up. Yeah, I can't remember. Either way, Morghese has like a relatively famous temper too. So perhaps Elida knows just how pointless it is to try to get Morghese to see reasonably. That's a possibility. It's true. That's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I mean, we've got some stuff coming up for. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's move on a little <laughs> bit if you're ready. I I I am. I am. I was just wondering, do we need a a word from our sponsor? Well, before we go to the next chapter, I just want to say that this head to head that happens when Shiriam enters <gasps> and yes! sees Elida already there. Yes. It's kind of like each of them are like, what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. What are you doing here? So mm-hmm. I love tricky, that. Tricky, tricky stuff. Who do yeah. we trust here, new readers? Who should we trust? Anyone at all? Right. I and I mean, I think Nynaeve is the one in this group who's like really pushing with the questions. And mm-hmm. Shiriam just get, keeps getting pushed further and further, like past her level of patience. <laughs> Nynaeve needs her own, like CSI. Right. And I mean, <laughs> they Moments. even, Egwin even comes in and is like, in this moment as they're getting ready to leave, and they've got these two Aes Sedai in front of them. I mean, there's a chance one of them is Black Aja. Like, they, everyone right now in her eyes has a possibility of being that and while they're like absorbed and looking at each other she's having like this oh my god the black aja the black aja almost meltdown <laughs> yeah but it's a good train of thought like i think they are recognizing really quickly as dangerous. they should yeah yeah as like, they should be yep yeah i mean they were just almost killed mm-hmm by like an assassin of the dark one so i'd be scared i'd be scared okay oh so now a word from our sponsors who are us who are us yeah momentary interruption friends since we are not good at remembering to promote ourselves during the show here's how you can keep the road to tarval and growing first off rate and review us wherever you listen to the road to tarvalin This helps new listeners find the podcast. Listener support is available through Anchor. You can contribute as little as a dollar a month with amounts leading up to a generous $9.99 a month. Also, we have a new merch shop. Cozy Contorta was inspired by the books and characters we love, and it's not just Wheel of Time focused. Go check it out at Cozy Contorta on Instagram or find the link on our website via social media. Income means better equipment more content, and more opportunities to be able to grow our amazing community. We love you all and feel endlessly grateful to each of our listeners for joining us week after week on the road to Tarvalon. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of the episode. And we're back. <laughs> we're back! What a, what a good word from our sponsors. We said such nice things about stuff. Things. Yeah, and things. I don't know. So healing? Ah, sorry. <laughs> get, get it out of your system. <laughs> this was so good. This was so good. So, yes, chapter eighteen, healing, 
Sherriam is taking Nynaeve, Elaine, and Egwene down into the very depths of the White Tower. And I love it. I love it. I like how it looks. Yes! Like doors that are designed to look like the brick that they're a part Mm -hmm. of. And so they're kind of camouflaged. And Egwene's thinking of all the things that happen and that are stored in these areas. And so it gives you like another level of a look at the White Tower that I think is really fun. Although a little nerve-wracking probably to go down into like those depths and like where her Black Aja thoughts had been last time. I think I would be like, can Is I have she two squeak? torches? She right? squeaks at some point. <laughs> Does she? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that sounds right. But they get, you know, they get to the the room where Matt is without any trouble whatsoever and they arrive in this bare and like really uncomfortable sounding room i don't know if this is the room i would set up for healing but all right um and matt is lying on a stone table and there are or will be a total of 10 Aes Sedai around his table getting ready to perform the healing and before this happens the Amarillan takes an incredibly powerful Sa'angriol, and she is prepared to use that along with the power that comes from these ten sisters, which mm-hmm. is an indication of just how, I don't know, how deeply needed this healing is, how dangerous it's going to be, that there's a level of uncertainty that they've pulled this out. Yeah, it's also interesting, too, because in a previous, the, the first chapter, I believe, from this week, mm-hmm. Nynaeve is ready to go heal Matt on her own, mm-hmm. and they're kind of throwing around ideas as far as, like, well, maybe if we all linked, we could do it, mm-hmm. and they're kind of talking about whether or not it would be possible, if it would be too dangerous, etc., Mm-hmm. So now we're exactly seeing how much it takes mm-hmm. to heal Matt. Like, we get the answer now. Yeah, and they also get to see what that linking of sisters would be. They're sweating, dabbing at their cheeks. Like, yeah, like it's, it's been exhausting stressful. for them. Yeah, like not, not fun. And it is not good. It's not gentle on Matt. Um, he yells stuff in the old tongue and then it's followed by more yelling directly like it's directed at the Aes Sedai this time um and then the dagger is pulled from his belt and grabbed with a pair of kitchen tongs I love that it's like <laughs> ew don't touch this ew I mean I wouldn't want to either but the fact that they're kitchen tongs just makes me giggle a little bit like mm-hmm. It's such a it's such a mundane object. Amazon so Prime we... prop department. Get it right. <laughs> no fancy I mean, things. <laughs> I mean it's it always surprised me that it wasn't like a like a separated flow of like air or something to just move it and put it because they've already like pulled it from his belt, so <laughs> such a whatever. good point. <laughs> like such a good why point. didn't they just like scoot it over and lay it in the box at Maybe this was more dramatic. Whatever. Now I'm just um, picturing like barbecue tongs. Like, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Only they're like maybe made out of wood with you know? some. Um... <laughs> they're 
there's like the heat resistant like <laughs> yeah gloves. there's grease stains left on there from the last time you used it like yeah and and hot pads as yes. well just in case we have hot pads on our on our shop <laughs> yeah. maybe we need to make a uh, hot pad <laughs> we'll be able to dagger hot pad oh please oh my god that would be so fun no one will get it no one will understand it doesn't matter we get it our wheel of time people would get it anyway with the removal of the the dagger from matt the placing of it in this like really protected box this link that matt has had with the dagger is severed he has come through his healing he is still alive but he of course looks very gaunt and emaciated and Mm -hmm. he is whisked away orders are given for food and the girls are ordered to go about their chores Mm -hmm. and i think that's where that ends such a good chapter lots to lots to learn here lots of old tongue right that was fun we get a little bit of a translation from Swan Sanche where he's hollering for mm-hmm. the heart guard. The Well, I don't, I think that's the next chapter. Okay. But this is where Swan Sanche says that, like, I believe that for a moment the past and the present were one. And he's basically, like, commanding the Aes Sedai to release him, saying, I'm a free man, Aes Sedai. I am no Aes Sedai meat. <laughs> Which I think is hilarious. Like, what a... <laughs> that's, a ter- that's a term to use, I guess. Mm-hmm. I'm not your meat. Right? That happens... Meat references happen a lot in regards to human. Like Maybe that's what we need on an apron. I'm a free man, Aes Sedai. I'm no Aes Sedai meat. <laughs> or even I'm no I said I meet would be good too. Like that's just hilarious. To me that's really funny. I don't understand <laughs> why that phrase gets used, but okay. I like I it mean, too. I like it. And I think it's kind of descriptive mm-hmm. in a fun way. Like it's not a phrase I would think to use, but I think it like gets the point across of like how he feels they see him. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I like it, and I always think that it's funny when it when he uses it because I think I think that's a pretty, I think it's a pretty common pushback from. I think Matt Perrin and Rand. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Perrin teeters on it a little bit. Like every once in a while, he's like, "Man, I'm kind of glad there's an Ice and I around right about now." Mm-hmm. But with Swan, kind of like, she's kind of like clarifying things. But like sneakily, so she does. Mm-hmm. She she kind of acts as though she doesn't want to say everything that she's thinking. Mm-hmm. So I have to wonder what she's being sneaky about. Well, she, I like I like that Nynaeve is like it wasn't all about battle, right? And because she had heard her. Or she's heard CSIing everything out. Tracy. Everything. She's even she's even questioning the Amarillan seat. Who's yeah. put her on the task of finding the Black Aja? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if Swan was expecting to get grilled by 
naive. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I think she says, like, he's commanding, he's commanding someone, mm-hmm. like soldiers, ordering soldiers. But I maybe, I don't remember if she says specifically if it was the heart guard or if that's next chapter. She doesn't. You're right. It is okay. next chapter. She just says he was ordering soldiers. In a battle 2,000 years gone, I would say the old blood comes again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I love when Varen and is it Seraphel, Seraphella, who is the other brown. They're whispering to each other. They're like just so absorbed in their notes and talking about how this person's speaking the old tongue like fluently who Mm -hmm. should not be able to. And I'm like, "Ah." I'd be a brown sister in a heartbeat. I know. I know. I know. I'd have so much fun. Honestly, though, I don't have too much about this chapter. No, I just, they're, they're, the way that this is done, the descriptions of the healing, the Aes Sedai in the room, I think this is a really well-written and fun chapter to go through, but it's, it's powerful. not necessarily. Yes. Yeah. That's a really good word for it. Like the description of them all channeling together, all 10 of those Aes Sedai linked together and the way that it is almost like a magnet for Elaine and Egwene mm-hmm. and Nynaeve. And they are like barely resisting opening themselves to the source and joining these women. And oh, totally oh, forgot about this. How did I not team. remember to bring this up, Tracy? What? What? So... Nynaeve says it was like it was stupid of me to think that I could channel this much to save him myself I could only muster half of this yeah and then when she realizes she's like oh my god I could Mm -hmm. do half of what they're doing ten Mm -hmm. sisters with this saw on griot like whoa whoa Mm -hmm. whoa So how, what is that like? I mean, is that like eight Aes Sedai? Like eight times more powerful, maybe? Yeah, I don't know. And I mean, I, I'm also wondering, like, if they had figured out how to heal or how to link together Nynaeve, Gwen, and Elaine, would their power have come close? Close. Yeah, I mean, the saw on Griol that's brought up, Aguin mentions, like she says, in the hands of a strong Aes Sedai, it could, it could tear down the walls of Tarvalon. So this is a really powerful saw mm-hmm. on Griol. So I'm, you know what, I'm going to answer but my own also, question. No. Yeah, but also, um, yeah. with this saw on Griol, it's, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to get into math right now. Not, <laughs> not going to do it. Let's continue. I'm, the, only, the only thing that I wanted to, to kind of question in this, um, there's no yellow sister present. Right? Weird. I mean, why is Swan the one managing the flows? She's not a healer. So I don't understand how... How that's happening? I'm like, I, not a Have single even one. Got yellow a mention mentioned. of a yellow Aja yet? Yeah. Is it possible that mm. he hadn't decided what all the Ajas would do? 
You know, I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I don't know. know. It's totally possible. But I was just like, all right. It just hit me weird. Anyways, like, yay, yeah. Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it possible? Is it possible that they were just picked, though, based on their strength? Like, maybe they just and gathered discretion. the strongest. Yeah. I think the other one would be discretion in who was there. Yeah. Like, she would have to feel like she had people she could trust. And yeah. she's got Shiriam and Varen and Leanne. And those are three Aes Sedai that I think she trusts more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Alana's there. She's the only other Aes Sedai that I can remember by name. I love, I love the description of her. Yeah, but we don't get her name. I don't think we get her name. Because I was trying to figure out if it was, um, I was trying to figure out if it was a particular white sister. Uh, Mm, I love, I love Alana being described as darkly beautiful. In this chapter, because of course, in yeah. my head, Alana is Alana from the shows, so it just made me like smile. I was like, "Yes, she is darkly beautiful." You know what, Tracy? Mm. I'm. I have to say, I'm a little bit curious if they are going to go back in a TV show and heal Matt again. I mean, will we get will we get this? Will we get this almost exorcist style healing on the show because I I'd like it. I would love it. I would love to see this. I think this would be a fairly simple and like you said powerful scene to film. Like I don't think the CG would be terrible because they've already kind of figured out how the flows work. So Mm -hmm. blending them all together, giving a light that's almost bright to blinding. Like we saw what it looked like around Nynaeve Mm -hmm. in, what is it, episode five, episode six? Four. Four Four where she has her big mass healing moment. Yeah. So like something like that. and this healing of Matt, like what it takes for them to do this, to separate him from the dagger. Cause he has the dagger. He has the dagger in the show, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Wait, no, no. Pot on Fane, Fane has, has it. it. Okay. So he no longer has the dagger and he's in Tarvalon. God, but Matt's that- fucked in the TV show. <laughs> this is, uh- <laughs> We don't know what's happening. We don't know what's going on. It's uh-huh. very hard to guess. Yeah, agree. But if it were up to me, I would make Matt still tainted by the dagger. Yep. And that's, you know, a reason why he sets off and meets back up with the rest of the gang. And why he looks so different. Right. Exactly. <laughs> here, here. Sorry, I can actually, okay, I can actually see Donald Finn being the post-healing Matt that we get in Chapter 19. 
<laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, you mean like, oh, Matt, you're healing. After you've been healed, you look so different. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was that was kind of a joke. Yes. But in this one, what I'm thinking of is. Please don't do that, Amazon. <laughs> right. No, just don't. Just don't. We we will get past the fact that this has happened and be fine with it. I think mm-hmm. Donald Finn is going to do a really good job. Um, I think like the way that I've always seen Matt is kind of like a little bit lighter than the way that Barney Harris like feels with Matt. Like he has some really good snark. Like there were some moments where I lulled hard. You know what I mean? Like, yes, that's funny. That's snarky, Matt. I love that. Um, But this, okay, so chapter 19. Let's talk about chapter 19, and then we can talk about how I think Donald Finn is going to be really good at being this Matt. Is that cool? cool? Do we have anything else for chapter 18 before we move on? Nah. Okay, cool. Let's go. So, it's a Matt point of view. Awakening. Yay. I'm so excited. So Matt wakes up. He is shook by a dream of leading troops in battle against Trollocs. And he's just like, I don't know what that was all about. That was weird. Right? Like crazy dreams, crazy dreams. So once he kind of like comes to from this dream, he looks around and he has no idea where he is or how he got there and trying to get out of bed he's like immediately he falls back immediately he's so weak like the little quiltlet like is trapping him in his bed he's so weak but he gets up and he wanders around and he finds food and he's just like through this entire chapter eating and thinking and thinking and eating and then he comes to the point where he's like, I need to get out of here. This is Tarvalon, and I'm in the White Tower. And then there's a knock at the door. And that's where that ends. Mm-hmm. 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 So. This is where the heart guard gets mentioned. Yeah. Yes. You're right on that one. Mm-hmm. Yes. Forward the heart guard, I believe. Mm-hmm. And for anyone who doesn't know, the heart guard is King Amen, the wife of Queen Eldraine, the king to die during the fall of Manetherin, and the heart guard was his personal guard. Yes! Like, That's what I out thought. Out on the battlefield. Mm-hmm. And he's, Matt is commanding the heart guard as if it is his. Is Matt King Amen reborn? We don't know. Would I like that if it was the case? Yes, I would. Yes. Yes, I would. Yes. A lot. Yeah. I hadn't really, like, pieced that all together until this reading, where I kept underlining, like, he's, the Red Eagle is, banner is flapping over his head, and he is being followed by the banner man, and his winner die, Manetherin, like, mm-hmm. It, I was just like, is he? This just feels almost too, like, too much proof. If Nynaeve were here, she would figure it out. She right? She mm-hmm. And King Aemon was a bit of a gambler himself, mm-hmm. supposedly. It all comes together. It really does. Like, it absolutely makes sense. 
Um, mm-hmm. But I think it also gives credence to what Swan had said about him being in two places at once, like between a, a memory and the present when he's yelling at the Aes Sedai. Because I don't, I mean, he was a warder, right? Like his wife was an Aes Sedai. Yeah. Yeah. So okay, I, amen. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like, I feel like Swan was on something there where it was like part from here and part from the past, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I'm so glad you mentioned. I'm so glad you mentioned that. Um, <laughs> I love this. I mean, I love this theory. I think it's a really fun one. Yeah, I love the story of Manetherin, like the mm-hmm. fall of Manetherin, deeply. Mm-hmm. It's one that just has always really resonated with me. Mm-hmm. The Band of the Red Hand is from Manetherin. Like, the whole story is great. Mm-hmm. Not to self-promote ourselves, but we have a really good YouTube episode on this mm-hmm. that goes along with the bonus content from Amazon where we kind of explain everything that we're mm-hmm. seeing in that little bonus clip, mm-hmm. but much more in-depth than what Amazon that was really fun we should do that with the other bonus content that was fun to pick through that we definitely could we definitely could i wouldn't mind doing that less some of them were less interesting than others though i want to do the costume ones yeah well we kind of did we kind of did well when we had Catherine on that's we true. definitely used a lot of stills from that behind the scenes, but maybe we maybe it's time to go back and look again. I, I would love really want idea. to explore Moraine. Yeah, yeah. I I love your connection to what's the name of the artist? It's the romantic. He's a romantic. Oh, oh, oh. Well, how about when we do the episode, I'll say it, and then it'll that be a surprise. great. Okay, I love that. So the other thing in this chapter, besides how tasty the food is and how hungry I was by the time I got to the end of it. Yeah. Um, I just want to be like Matt and grab some beef and run. Right, and like yeah. some flaky bread with spicy mustard and horseradish and cheese. Everything he was eating, I was like, mm, I'm so hungry right now. Um, but other than, than that, I like the moments that we learn about his father. Um, yes, such is- a good point, Tracy. Thank you. Thank you. Um, he says, this was what I was trying to, to think, or the part I was trying to remember when we were talking earlier. Uh, you can turn the worst that comes to your advantage if you only think, if you only think, his father always said. Mm-hmm. And I yeah, love examine that. examine it from every angle mm-hmm. so that you can and, turn the, turn your advantage. Like Yeah. He, uh, certainly Abel Cawthon was the best horse trader in the two rivers. Like, even against the, the yahoos the t- and Terran Ferry. Ferry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Those <Yeah>. yahoos. <laughs> I I love this kind of um I want to say like rivalry between the two rivers and Terran Ferry. I right. feel like I feel like I can relate so much. It's like 
Indiana and Ohio. You know what I mean? True. Yeah. Like, in, if you ask someone from Indiana, they're like, Ohio's the worst state. Shouldn't exist. There's nothing there. <laughs> totally boring. Worst drivers. That's the one that and I if know. You, and if you asked <laughs> someone from Ohio, they would probably say the same thing about someone from Indiana. Yeah. Hoosiers. Yeah. Suck. Yeah. Bad at taking roundabouts. God. Figure your shit out with those roundabouts, people. <laughs> It's not hard. Stupid. You just, just drive. Just do it. Right? Just jump in there. I mean. Just jump but, in. <laughs> and no one, like, no one uses. No, I'm not going to bitch about roundabouts today. I don't ever drive anymore. I have nothing to say about this. Um, <laughs> Able Coffin. <laughs> yeah. So to the show, this is one of those places where I feel as though. Mm, yeah. Giving This is Matt, a hard one. It really. The the coffins, the way they are done in the TV show, it took me a minute to be okay with it. Um, I'm still not 100% okay with it, especially after reading this. Um, I mean, there's a possibility that he was filled with wisdom and... Um, a little bit know. of a terrible person at the same time. Yeah, I mean, that's that's possible i guess so i mean well i think it just i i understand why they would do it like mm -hmm. it's quick it's mm -hmm. easy yep but it's it also it could also be seen as a little bit mm, i don't want to say cheap but like like a quick easy thing to do like, it does. Simple. Yeah. Where I, writing writing him an elaborate backstory is going to be a lot harder for them, too. They only have so many episodes to do it. This is, like, mm -hmm. the quickest way. But is it the best way? Probably not. Yeah. I mean, Matt didn't have any weird trauma to overcome from, I mean, that we're aware of. When he leaves the Two Rivers, and I still am, like, I don't love his character at the beginning the way that I do as the book goes along but I also like I don't know I know why they did it I don't necessarily agree with it I love the coffins like the description of him and his sisters and his mom and his dad like the coffins as a family just feel really charming like they tease each other. Can we normalize people with good relationships with their family and TV and film, please? That like, would be not so nice. Everyone has to come from a broken home. Not everyone has to be an orphan. You know, like, right? can we just have some happy people? <laughs> I think it would have been so nice. Not with, I if mean, you're looking for that in the Wheel of Time, you've come to the wrong place. Truth. <laughs> Although Aguin seems to have. A brief but good relationship with her parents. Yes, but she also gets completely and utterly traumatized. So True. Okay, yeah. So. Maybe they... It's, it's all about balance, Tracy. It's all about balance. <laughs> good family, immediate trauma. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Found it. Okay. I mean, yes. <laughs> These are the things that we love and, and bitch about equally, and I think that's part of the fun of this series like especially as we're reading so many other books right now it just kind of reaffirms 
how I feel about this series. Like, I'm like, do yeah. I just like the the Wheel of Time books because it's been a part of my life for a long time? And then I still get to places where I can't, I can't bring myself to like not hold back. And then I do. And I'm like, no, just four chapters. Put it down. Mm-hmm. I know what happens. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Still a page turner. Love it. I was actually thinking the same thing today when I was walking the dog. I was like, I'm sure that this series relates to some people because it's like a childhood friend. It's something that you grew up with. And these are mm-hmm. characters that it's like emotional support characters, you know? Yeah. But I really yeah. do believe that the series stands on its own with just being good. Like, yeah. it is good. It mm-hmm. just, it's, it's. Some got a little bit of something for everyone, I feel like. And if there is nothing for you, it happens. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. you just can't get past a certain thing and it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think also remembering the time period it was written in. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of things that modern authors will pay more attention to are social concerns that weren't necessarily social concerns of Jordan's, but I think he did what he could to write various and appealing characters and made them feel really human. Like, Mm -hmm. the ability for everyone to be evil, the ability for everyone to be good, to doubt your humanity. You know, there's just, there's a lot that pulls at your heartstrings, and I just... I love this series so much. It's so dumb. <laughs> uh, it's okay, Tracy. We, you're love to love. I, you stuff. know what? It's so nice. Like I still, I still feel so much joy like coming to recordings because I never got to talk about this series. I never really had anyone to talk to about it, and I've always kind of been this into it when I was reading it and so I'm like I have an outlet I can read I can talk about it I can dig into it no one's gonna think I'm crazy those who do whatever everyone everyone is a bit of a nerd for different things and that's what makes us all a beautiful honestly if someone wasn't a little bit of a nerd like would I even like them probably not probably not no boring don't be boring don't be boring right um, Fly your oh. freak flag proudly. <laughs> Maybe we should make one of those too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else about Matt and this one. I Besides, just okay. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just gonna say the, with Donald Finn playing this part of Matt. Just seeing him in the few things that I've seen him being in this like kind of thoughtful wandering more than likely talking to himself snarky assessment of where he is but also like he's self-aware in moments and then is like okay so what i'm trying to get at in (laughs) this is um when he's like i have to look out for myself he remembers you know rand oh my god can channel and thinks he's the dragon reborn and he's crazy mm-hmm. and Perrin's lost his mind. So it's just me. I'm the only sane one left and I have to look out for myself. And then he's like reasoning with himself about that because in his 
heart, he's like, I can't just think about myself. And then he's like going on to think about Elaine and Aguine and Nynaeve and how he's going to rescue them if they well, have like given up their foolishness of becoming Aes Sedai. Well, I love it. Like, I love how it almost comes off as he's been through all of this stuff, right? He's got all of these memories going on and it's hard for him to pick and choose like what's real, what's not, what's a dream. And then he's immediately switching over to like, oh my gosh, who needs protection? How can I help? What can I do? And it's almost just like manic, you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. feeling a million different things and he's feeling one thing now and and then it's another. And I love how it comes through to like his personality, I think, to want Mm -hmm. to help even Mm -hmm. when... It's something he would rather not get wrapped up in. Like, mm-hmm. shit, I'm in Tarvalin. Shit, the Aes Sedai. But my friends, my people, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what do I do? Yeah. Good on you, Matram. I also think it's funny how his um, solution to not having money is he's got a little bit, so he's going to go gamble. Yes. <laughs> should be able to make enough money out gambling oh i'm so ready for the next few chapters spoilers oh, so fun. should we get yeah. to spoilers yeah okay i know you had some things written down one do. was about elaine the one that i had for the hunters three is the whole galad aguin elaine thing of course and how elaine is like i'd love to have you as a sister oh. and Sorry, I just threw up in my mouth a little bit. Yeah, but I also (laughs) felt kind of sad because where you have these hopeful young women planning their future and to them, of course, like romance and gallantry is part of it. No, 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 (laughs) no. I deny your romance. None for you. <laughs> deny it. <laughs> no, I understand um, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Chat right just, now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, when Galad, or not Galad, Gawain, when Gawain and um, Egwene come together, Elaine isn't anywhere near them. Like, Yeah. Where, where were you on that one? Egwene, where's the sisterly love? Yeah, and I don't even know if, like, Egwene shares with Elaine that that happened. Did Elaine even know? I mean, I think she knows that Egwene and Gawain got married, but they got married right on the heels of the last battle, so there was no sister time to enjoy together, and that made me kind of sad. And, too, like, I don't think that, to be honest, I don't think Egwene would really even accept it because she's the Amerlin so like she would be like I have to be seen as I don't know like I don't feel like she could be seen as like having tender moments because she has to project Mm -hmm. her station and I feel like you know like would she have had a wedding like an Amerlin wedding oh no (laughs) no So it's no, just... I don't see that happening. <laughs> Amazon Prime. <laughs> don't <laughs> do this happen. one. No. no, don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> but Please. at the same time, it no, might I'm be kidding. kind of cool. I don't know. I could go either way on that one. I mean, I would laugh. Depending on how they do it. Endlessly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That part would be good. 
sisters oh. in law. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where's the party? It's at Torvalon. Yeah, Let's go. I mean, there's just I don't know. It just it just made me kind of sad that they didn't get to be sisters together. They they lose being young women so quickly, and I get it. I know it's part of the story and everything, but. My heart's a little sad for them. Hmm. I yeah. I feel nothing. <laughs> <laughs> My heart is an empty pit, I guess. <laughs> nah, I'm just nah. Like, ridiculously sensitive I mean, to things. Yeah, but I just I never feel I never felt like their relationship was like true romantic and loving or anything like it doesn't mm-hmm. feel like mm. Lana and Nynaeve it doesn't mm-hmm. it doesn't even feel like as close as Elaine and Avienda are like, I was actually just gonna say that mm-hmm. so there's just yeah. like there's nothing there's nothing for me there and mm-hmm. that and the thing is too is I don't I like I don't even really dislike Galad or Gawain. They're mm-hmm. not characters where I'm like, I hate them. I mm-hmm. I actually enjoy them for the most part. They're interesting. But mm-hmm. this relationship don't, like, it's I don't know. It's It feels really childish and that's okay. Like, it's mm-hmm. allowed to be. And I'm sure some people think it's interesting. But it's the same thing with, like, on the TV show with, like, the Perhaps Egwene and Rand and Perrin are like gonna have a thing, like the love triangle thing. It just feels mm. really. Mm, to me, it's boring. Yeah. I think also the way that everyone kind of splits off in the book. In particular, Egwene leaves from Tyr and goes to the Aeol Waste while Elaine and Nynaeve are out doing their thing. And so, like, even though they still meet in Teleronrio to, like, catch up and whatnot, their ability to develop any kind of a real relationship at that distance is just, like, kind of gone at that point. And then by the time they are together again... A queen's been raised to the Emerlin seat. And, like, if she wants to talk to them like they're friends, she has to take her stole off. But she's still the Emerlin seat. So, like, there's just never really an opportunity for them to, like, explore a deeper friendship. Yeah, and I hate that. I just, me too. I hate it. I That's hate the part it that makes me sad. Yeah, I hate it for Egwene. Like, it, it just feels so lonely, you know? It does. Yeah. I'm glad that, that she choice. has Avienda. Yeah, yeah. But I although, mean, come to think of it, the queen doesn't really have like any bosom buddies. The but way I that, feel like, like that's her choice. You know, I agree. I mean, mm-hmm. I think it's part of her personality. I always saw it as like what she wanted to project, and not necessarily what she wanted herself interesting Mm. because there's always kind of that I want to say competition with Nynaeve a little bit Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Where it's like, I feel like they should get along so good, but it just doesn't ever really happen. You know, mm-hmm. there's a few spots mm-hmm. at the towards the beginning of the book, and then when you get towards the end, it just becomes a little bit muddled and weird. Yeah. And then she was, I'm doing like air quotes, like she <laughs> was really close to Elaine here, but then that kind of just never continues. Yeah. I mean, in tier. Elaine bears her heart to Rand. Mm-hmm. So then Aguin loses any like real friendship time to Elaine always hunting for makeout time with Rand. This isn't judgment. I've been there. But I mean, again, like this opportunity for friendship gets kind of derailed. Yeah, but I mean... You can still have a friendship if your friend is chasing some dude. Sure. Oh, absolutely. Um, it just makes her a little less present to an extent. But also, Gwen's kind of like a conspirator in it, which makes me feel like possibly this is what she wants people to see. Maybe she's still hurting more on the inside. Or this is a part of her personality where she's finding a way to avoid a deeper friendship. Yes. I can see that. Yes. Complicated. 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 Like the Avril Lavigne song. Right? Um... I'm not, I'm, I know it. <laughs> that was enough to get snakes and foxes out of the chat. <laughs> Avril Lavigne, I'm out. Can't uh, handle it. This is, so, he, he had to go to work. Um, I don't know. I. Egwene is a tricky character for me. I just... I don't have a strong connection to her, and mm-hmm. it is what it is. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard for me to talk about some of her other relationships because everything that I feel like is really interesting to me for other characters, it's just somewhat lacking with Egwene, and that's okay. Like, we mm-hmm. don't have to love every single character. It's totally fine. but. I would have loved, I would have really loved more of these heartfelt, like, sisterhood moments with mm-hmm. Egwene, despite her being the Amerlin. Because, I mean, Swan Sanche can do that. I mean, she's mm-hmm. the Amerlin, and look how close she is with Moraine. Like, they are, mm-hmm. they have this really long history, and I feel mm-hmm. like with Egwene, that could have been possible. So it makes me sad that it's not. And it's not like, boo, Egwene, I hate you because you can't be friends with people. It mm-hmm. makes me sad for her as a character that she doesn't get to experience that. So Same. Same. Exactly. It's exactly how I feel. Good. I'm glad we're, I'm glad we, we, we are where we are. <laughs> I'm glad we're sharing a brain again. <laughs> um, 
I don't know if I have any other spoilers for chapter 16. Mm-hmm. I think that was all that I had for that. Okay. Yeah, it was mostly just that. Aguin, Gowan, Elaine, friendship, sister, sadness thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, for chapter seven, do you, did you have anything? No, nothing like that really stood out. Okay. I'm going to flip through chapter 17 real quick. The only thing that I really liked that's, of course, a spoiler here is when Egwene says if Shiriam isn't Black Aja herself. Oh, yeah. I, all I can yeah. think of is like a swooping axe. She is. She is. <laughs> I don't know how I didn't see this on my first read through, Tracy. You know what? How? It's saying there are so many hints being dropped in these few chapters about Shiriam. Like, Shiriam is questioning it, some of her things. It is so obvious on the reread. So mm-hmm. obvious. This yeah. is, I mean, master class in foreshadowing. Seriously. I didn't see it at all. That's some, I mean, that's something where, like, you want the reader in terms like in terms of foreshadowing while we're on the subject of it this is what you want the reader to do you don't want it to be so obvious that mm-hmm. you can call it out the minute like some hint gets dropped and you're like this is this like mm-hmm. that shouldn't be the goal the mm-hmm. goal should be like on the reread where you're like face palming yourself like how did I not see that? How did I yes. not see that? Mm-hmm. I agree. Master. Because it is, it's just, it's just dropped throughout here. Like we've got that at the end of chapter 17. And then right at the beginning of chapter 18, Aguin says, if Shiriam was leading them not to Matt, but, but to, while she's thinking of the Black Aja lying in wait for them which they might be, and mm-hmm. they're being led by one. So, yeah. Yep. And, I mean, it's also, like, interesting, why didn't the Black Aja take Shiriam with them? Mm. I think it's because her position is too powerful that they need someone in that position to stay behind. Yeah. And, I mean, considering how many mistress of novices we've known that have been black aja mm-hmm. if you pulled shiriam it would potentially have an effect where you start looking at more of the positions of power like sitters and mm-hmm. the keeper of the chronicles so keeping like i don't think a single setter left at that time right so you really just make sense. I think you, right? I think you've nailed it. Thank, thank you. Thank. I love how you make me think about things. <laughs> it's fun. I love I love our time. It's, I love our chat. It's true. I do. This is this is. I look forward to this every week. Did you have anything for chapter seventeen? No. Okay. So chapter eighteen, my favorite, my favorite is the Sa'angriel mm-hmm. and Aguin saying, 
In the hands of a powerful Aes Sedai, it would be strong enough to bring down the walls of Tarvalad. And I'm like, foreshadowing. It's you. It's you. You're the one. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Gosh, just think if we get to that point in the show. That'd be so good. Don't blow it, Amazon. We need this. We yeah, this. I, I definitely we nerds do. need this. Like so, air. I, yeah, I'm I'm dying. I'm choking. Mm-hmm. Your lack of creativity and completeness is killing me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's how I feel. Uh, I think I feel like that's the only one that I had for that where I was just like, ah. Yeah, oh. I. The fact that, the, I'm sorry, Varen and Shiriam are two of the Aes Sedai that Swan feels that she can trust, and they're both Black Aja, mm-hmm. and they're both their healing mat. Mm-hmm. I find that's really interesting, too. Yeah. Poor Swan. Gosh. You know, right? I mean, it's, in retrospect, it's so easy to see how she ends up where she does. Mm-hmm. I'm not looking forward to that. Not looking forward to that at all. Mm-mm. No. But I am looking forward to, like, saucy Leanne. Mm-hmm. So. Flirtatious Leanne. Mm-hmm. Green Aja Leanne. Mm-hmm. Why you love that? Oh, it's so good. I think the only thing for Chapter 19, unless you have something for Chapter 18. No. Okay. Uh... With Matt, I so we were talking about how he's like, I need to think of myself, but I need to rescue people. And we know that more than once, Matt swoops in and helps Nynaeve and Elaine and Aguine throughout their stories together. And Avienda is so upset <laughs> when she finds out that they've like, never thanked him or anything Mm -hmm. and doesn't she like tell elaine that in order to make it right she has to allow matt to beat her like she has toe to matt yeah i don't remember and i think even brigida is like in on it too Mm -hmm. like like you haven't you haven't thanked him like you haven't brought it up like this is just you're this we're doing this this is a thing you (laughs) ingrate yeah he's risked his life for you and continues to do so so i i love that avienda has that kind of presence in various places and now she helps with character development good for her avienda you're perfect we love you the IEL, man. <laughs> the way they think about some things is real weird, but other things I'm like, I got you. That that makes sense. I don't want to get beat for anything though. That sounds awful. Should we uh wrap this up? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have anything else that I wanted to say. Alright. Oh. oh. Last thing I wanna say. <laughs> just the last thing. Brace yourself. Because next week is going oh, to be the most sorry. beautiful woman in the world. Oh, sorry. 
Oh, her. I ha- Yeah, right? Exactly. That's why I said brace yourself. <sighs> I was thinking it was something else. No, it's Lanfear. And I like... I, uh, well, I know we're I getting don't... close to a certain Matrim chapter. So We are. That won't be next week. It'll be the week after. after. Because I went and looked. I'm that excited. I was yeah. like, when will we get to this? Lanfear. But Lanfear so predictable. So predictable, Lanfear. She's so bad. I'm a sexy sex woman, <laughs> and I'm going to do sexy sex things, and all the men are going to love me. That's Lanfear for you. There, recap um, done. Done. That's the entire chapter 20. Now we can just start a chapter 21 next week. That's perfect. <laughs> well done. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> So thanks to everyone who stuck with us today. Thanks to Snakes and Foxes for hanging out and chat with us. It's always a pleasure and sending us pancake photos because now Oh my gosh. Image photos. And for everyone else who hops in and out, thank you. It's Mm -hmm. always more fun to see you. Yep. And if you want to become one of those people, Mm -hmm. we don't push our stuff very often, but we love it when you guys get to join us. And yeah, people who are in non you to do it. People who are in non-US time zones, check it out because Oh, that's such a good point. We we might be in a prime spot for you. Mhm. As yeah. far as time zones go cuz we record 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Mhm. Yeah. Which I ends don't know. up being like 4 p.m. for you, I think, roughly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's a thanks, really good point. Thank you, listeners. Thanks to thank our patrons. You. Mm-hmm. You're the best. And we will see you next week. Absolutely. Thanks so much for joining us. We will continue to release new episodes every Wednesday. We would love if you would subscribe to the podcast, leave us reviews, and share us with your friends in the Wheel of Time community. Let us know what you thought of our content. Correct us. Send us things we may have missed. You can find links to our email and social media accounts in the show notes. And if you have the Anchor app, leave a voice message for us to play in upcoming episodes. We also have a website where you can find links to our Discord channel, social media platforms, and merch shop. So until next week, thanks for joining us on the road to Tarvalin.